Welcome to Training Room Talk, where we discuss all things performance, rehab, and education. Welcome back to Training Room Talk. I'm Dr. John Herding. I'm here with Dr. Ray Carr. Hey, guys. Rob Rubina. What's going on? Dr. Nick Paragini. Hey. And Alex Stewart. How's it going? Um, today, we're going to talk about how to approach your continuing education. Um, so we, everybody in this room, except for maybe Alex, because he's still a student. Um, well, I guess he's in constant continuing education right now. Um, and Nick, who's a new grad, but he's... He was taking Con Ed through school and in school, and um, both myself, Ray Carr, and I guess Rob, too, um, we've taken our fair share of continuing education um, through the years. Um, so we just want to discuss today, I think there's a lot of students and new, new grads and, and some seasoned clinicians that need some guidance on how to approach Con Ed. Um, none of us agree that it should be, oh, shoot, over the last two years, I didn't take any, so I need to take find the $99 membership and take as much content as I can to fulfill the requirement. Um, that's something that I don't believe any of us agree with. Raise your hand if you agree with it. I'm not raising my hand. Yeah, nobody raised their hands. Um, but I think continuing education should be a lifelong process, right? It should be something that as um, a clinician, a professional that other people place their trust in to um, guide their health, you need to take a lot of responsibility with that. Um, and I think sometimes um, some medical professionals don't always take that responsibility like they should. Um, but we're expecting a fair wage. And if we don't um, appreciate that people are paying us to make sure that they stay healthy to get them out of pain, which is a huge um, want for a lot of people, that we need to be at the forefront of providing a great service that gets people in and out of care as quickly as possible, especially as healthcare spending continues to rise in this country um so let's go first from strength a strength coach's perspective rob how do you um take your approach to continue education whether it's how you choose your courses how you approach um the course day how you approach um extrapolating the information afterwards um tell us a little bit about your process from picking a course to um you know figuring it out after yeah, so I think when, first of all, how do you choose the right Con Ed course? I feel like that's a that's the first thing that I'm looking at. And um, when I'm selecting a Con Ed course, I want to make sure that it's something that I know is going to aid in what I'm currently doing. Uh, it's going to be something that's going to help with and improve my knowledge, skills, and abilities related to strength and conditioning. Um, you know, there's all sorts of different types of content courses too. There's there's big weekend ones where there's three presentations going on at the same time, and you got to pick and choose which, you know, which which talk do you go to. So like, there's larger lectures where you have maybe not as much interaction with the instructor. Um, you know, and then there's also courses that might be on the smaller end, you know, five to eight, where you, people where you're going to have a lot of interaction with the instructor. And then somewhere in between, maybe 25 to 30 people with the instructor um, that you're going to have a lot of interaction with there as well. Um, and I think you have to find what learning style fits you the best. Like, are you someone that likes to 
ask a lot of questions and ask the instructor and and you know you're going to be able to learn a lot more by asking a one-on-one -on -one question than by watching an hour lecture and not able to ask any questions because the presenter has to leave or go on to the next talk or whatever it might be so I think you know first is figuring out you know what kind of learning style and fits you the best you know, me personally I like the more of the smaller seminars where I'm able to have a lot of interaction back and forth with the instructor and and um, something that's very hands-on as well I like um, seminars that are hands-on because that's what strength conditioning is it's very hands-on it's not really just lecture and scientific based uh, which it is a little bit but you know stuff that's going to impact me you know the day after I take the courses is going to be something that's hands-on that's coaching and that's because um, you know that uses coaching and you know helps is going to help my ability to coach someone the next day so you know I think those are some some quick points that I look at when taking kind of courses um, and just and just maybe taking something that I might not be good at so I think finding your weak point whether it's from a strength coach side conditioning or maybe it's programming maybe it's assessments maybe it's you know um, whatever anatomy you know finding finding something that you're not good at and taking a course in that area to improve in a nutrition you know improve in an area that you might not be good at um, would be something that I would look into as well and you know, I think overall when, while you're at the course um, make sure that you know, like you pay a lot of money for these kind of courses. A lot of kind of courses are not cheap. So, you know, make sure you get your money's worth. Like, take notes, pay attention, ask questions, ask others that are there, maybe your peers, ask them questions. You know, this is the opportunity for you to learn and gain knowledge. And if you were just to like sit there and not really pay attention and just kind of go through the motions because maybe you're there to get credits or whatever it might be, um, you know, that's not someone I want to be associated with. So, you know, make sure you're there, you're learning, you're getting better, and you're trying to be the best person that you can be. Because John made a good point. Like, you know, our clients are paying us money to take care of them. So we need to make sure that we are at the you know forefront of what we're doing. And, and the way you do that is through contact courses. So, you know, when you are there, but make sure you're, you're learning and, and educating yourself. And then real quick, Rob, how do you – so you come back from the course. There's a couple things you want to implement. Um, how do you decide what works in your program and, and what do you do typically? Do you continue to reread the stuff for the next week so you make sure it sticks? Like, how do you take that information and start to apply it? So what I like to do is I come back and, you know, first go through everything that I learned with my staff. So that way it kind of like, you know, I went from the student then to the teacher. And then when you, when you teach things, it makes you more knowledgeable about that topic. Then you have to be, you have to look into it a little bit more if you're unsure about what you just learned. Um, so that for me, it helps me, that helps me learn um, just by like telling others what I learned. Um, so I, I, that's something that I like to do. Um, and then, you know, trying things out with clients will be the next step. Like if I learn something new, I'm going to try it and make sure, um, you know, make sure what I learned is going to impact someone. Um, you know, before I try it on a client, I'm going to try it out either on myself or on staff and then try it on a client. But, um, you know, then just like testing out whatever I learned, whether it's this new stretch or whatever it might be, this new way to coach, a new cue, you know, um, some more knowledge on conditioning, whatever it is, um, you know, just actually doing what you learned, like physically trying it is probably the best way. To, again, because I like to learn by doing, learn by participating you know watching a lecture and, t and taking notes for me is is tough to apply that like the next day like I want something that I'm going to apply 
learn and then actually do the next day. So anything I can do or apply in my practice and programming is, is, is going to probably make the most impact. Yeah, and I think that's some of like the difficulties I've had too that I found like the, sh the the few amount of like con ed courses that I've taken is some of the stuff that you learn the same day I haven't like initially carried it over into like the patient care or maybe like I was still in school I wasn't able to use it on my patients so I kind of lost a lot of that information that I thought I gained and thought that might be useful but I wasn't able to use it or use it in real life so I think that was that's definitely a huge point that you brought up there Rob so thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, I think the application is huge. Um, you know, I think you, you see this with most courses. Like, people come in, like, hype about the course, and then by, like, Sunday afternoon, they start to tail off, and, like, people start to leave because they have to catch planes, or they just start to lose interest because um, sitting in a course for 16 hours, eight hours over two days is a lot for a lot of clinicians and, and strength coaches who are on their feet a lot. Um, but I think with that being said, um, a lot of times you only get – the 16 hours or two days with some of the best and brightest minds in the field and you're paying good money to see them. So I think it's important to stay engaged for the entire time. Um, you know, whether you need a stimulant like coffee to keep you engaged, like make sure that, um, you know, and often these people are flying in from all over the country or the world, but make sure you're staying engaged with the topic, with the presenter, ask them questions um, pick their brain because um, if you're taking the right courses, these are the experts in the subject matter. Um, be careful not to pick courses. I've, I've heard the quote, if you have a PowerPoint presentation and you're 100 miles from home, you're automatically an expert, right? Try not to pick courses like that. Try, um, there's a ton of continuing education courses out there. Um, and it's really become this huge money grab because if you can put – 60 people in a room paying $500 for a weekend really quickly you're making 30 grand in a weekend and and because of that you're seeing a lot of con ed courses pop up um, that don't offer a ton of value they just want the paying seat um, so make sure you're asking your peers what what courses they've taken what courses they found value make sure you're seeking out the thought leaders in the field and even if it is an extra couple hundred bucks like it's worth taking those courses um, are spending that money to pick the brains of the guys that are creating the theory and they're doing great things in the field, um, even if that means traveling. Like um, where I've seen my continued education education going is, um, and I've taken um, way too many courses over the years um, to to be good, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, my con ed is kind of going the way of. Um, traveling to make sure I see the thought leaders in the field to make sure I see them um, speak about what they're doing, how they're doing it, and how it's affecting others. Um, and even seeking out mentors that may not offer Con Ed credit, um, but they're providing a ton of value that's going to give me so much more than a weekend cert that did just, just meant that I sat in a seat, right? Um, so I think start to start to ask uh, you know a good way to figure out what courses to take or ask your peers and seek out the thought leaders of the books that you're reading and um the philosophies that you're following seek out the, the creators of those things um i also would be careful to not take too many courses in a year because you want to give time to kind of let a course marinate um you know the courses, like Rob said, you want to, as soon as, when you're done, I think being a teacher is, is a huge part of your learning process. So being able to come back and, and make sure you understood what you needed to out of the course and teach others is huge. Um, I also think that um, you want to uh, start applying this right away. And 
for me, initially, it was a struggle where I, I would talk to other people and I'd say, you know what, like that first week when I'm trying to apply that stuff, I feel like I'm a worse clinician because um, I'm not getting the outcomes that I usually would. And they said, yeah, but when you start to get those things and you learn how to apply them, um, you're still providing a better service and ultimately a superior service um, once that stuff starts to click. So it's okay to go through those struggles of applying a new technique because um, you're understanding that it's part of the learning process and that ultimately it's going to make you a better clinician. And if you're going through that process, it's okay. You're not providing a poor service to your client. Um, you're, you're actually making the overall experience better um, for everyone in the long run, um, which, is, which is huge. Um, and I think another part, like when you go to these courses, network, right? There's a bunch of like-minded individuals in the room and you can pick the brains of these guys. This is often where you'll find a lot of the knowledge. Um, often breakfast, lunch, and dinner during the course is where you'll get a lot of the information. Like if you can go out to dinner with the course instructor, you'll learn exponentially more than just sitting in the course because they'll give you kind of the behind the scenes um, knowledge that you're not otherwise getting in a presentation. Um, and a lot of the professional networks that I've, uh, a lot of the people and professionals I've met through the years have been through the ton, the millions of courses that I've taken and just being able to talk to people and, and rekindling relationships when I see them multiple times over um, a series of courses. And then they become a referral network for you too. So we know that we can reach out to these certain people um, because of similar philosophies or um that are clinicians that really care and value education as it relates to extrapolating it to their patients. That was good stuff, John. Um, so going back to, I mean, as therapists, what's it, 60 hours, guys, every two years? I think, right? So, I mean, I just feel like we owe it to the patient. Um, you know, we have to do these 60 hours anyway, right, which isn't much. I mean, what's that, two, three courses, depending on the length. Why not? Why not utilize it? to actually take something that we're going to be able to implement and better our care for our patients. Um, so that's why I agree, you know, none of us here raised our hands. None of us are doing pointless con ed or just trying to get through stuff for those hours. Um, but if you are, I would, I would just take a look at that. Um, and then when it's selecting uh, con ed. So I kind of break up con ed courses into like more skill-based courses and more approach or model or whatever you want to, uh, theory-based courses. Um, and I think what John said is huge. I think it's important, you know, whether it is a skill-based or whether it is more of a theory-based or approach-based course, when you, you know, remove yourself from that course at the end of the weekend, you know, prior to jumping into another course that's another theory-based course, I mean, you want to get a solid foundation and really own that one prior. Because from my experience, if you don't do it then, a lot of times it can be hard to get uh, caught up uh, down the road so and then also on networking one thing I was uh, thinking about it as you were talking about it John was I don't know about you guys but when I do network at courses I feel like I also just I gained access to just this unintentional just information that I didn't even think I'd learn you know like when I was at the intensive I mean so much stuff not even I mean some of the physical therapy related some just general health related you know you mean you learn things that you know will help you not only in the clinic, but also outside the clinic as well, so. Yeah, and, and again, you know, you guys have a lot of experience in going to these Con Ed courses. You know, I'm fortunate that, uh, you know, the way, the way I kind of look at Con Ed, I think Con Ed's a mindset, right? It's 
do you have the mindset of continuing to grow, you know, continuing to develop? And that's why I, I love right now, I know this might not always be the case, but I get so fired up for Con Ed weekends, loading up with a bunch of coffee, bunch of, bunch of good food, and heading down to, uh, you know, meet new, pe- meet new people and, and connect and, and, and take in new things. And, again, um, having that mindset of, you know, being able to grow and being able to develop to, to better – you know your your skill, but also to provide better quality care, you know, to your patients is so important. One of uh one of the things that I know I intentionally try to do during content courses is anytime I hear something that you know is relatable to my uh, individual situation or patients, I always try and and mark that down to revisit it. Um, so if I do hear an, an instructor or instructor or a piece of information that I know I can apply, you know, the next day, I'm circling that, I'm making, I'm highlighting that so I can come back to it um, and 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 definitely use that. You know, the other thing that I'm doing is, you know, is some of the information from the courses, whether it's more practical, is I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to the clinic or come back home and and film some stuff if it's movement based we're going to film it we're going to add it to our exercise library we're going to get reps practicing these things with our clients or, or or athletes so again for me taking the course is about being as intentional as possible making sure that information does not go to waste because just like ray said if you do not address it uh, and, and, and store it in that long-term memory box, it's really easy to forget some of the material that you review over the course of a weekend. So again, just to summarize, Con Ed for me is more of a mindset than anything. Uh, it's about having the, the you know, set goal to develop yourself, to learn, grow, uh, not just for yourself, but also for the people that you interact with. Uh, and then to also be present and and make sure you're you're looking for things that you can relate to patients that you're working with right now, um, and then also to review your material shortly after the course so you can keep that information fresh and store it in your long-term memory. I think that's a huge point, Nick. Every single course I've been to, I've, I have like patient notes, like right. try this with this yeah. person. Write down the name and I've, go from there. I've even like been texting people. Yeah. I'm at a course right now. I got something great for you on Monday. Like I can't wait to like try it out and they get pumped. So that's that's something always intentionality is huge taking the course. And and I think that's like a really interesting concept too. Um, you know, to be able to, you know, whether it's on your social media or, or whatever and I think sometimes I can we can, you know, people have their own opinions about, you know, posting about content on their social media, but I think again, everyone here we're taking content courses so we can better our our people that we work with. You know, I think it's I think our patients, you know, hopefully respect that we're actually looking out for them um, to sharpen our skills so we can provide a better service. So, you know, again, think about Con Ed in, in, in that way as well. If it, if it does make you uncomfortable, think about you just trying to better yourself to, to better your patient. Yeah, I think, I think Con Ed's about the patient. It's not about exactly. you as the clinician. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, like it doesn't, it's not about bragging about what letters you have after your name. It's about, hey, do you get good results? Are you doing the right thing? Are you being ethical? Are you getting, are you a skilled clinician? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's huge, guys. I mean, this is all huge tips on like looking forward to like con ed stuff. But with like the overwhelming sea of like content out there, what do you guys think, or like what in like your professional opinion is a good place from like a student perspective for me to begin, or like any student out there? Where do you begin on like this 
Con Ed journey and in which direction do you go to help better yourself for the future or set yourself up for success? I think before taking a course, I mean, with whatever you're interested in, there's a lot out there. And I think it's important that you're doing research before you go to courses. So you're, anytime you go to a course, that should not be your first exposure to the content. Most organizations, most, you know, either, even if it's an individual that's presenting, has content available for free that you should be researching and, um, and basically taking in to make the decision if you want to pursue a seminar or a Con Ed course with this person or organization. Um, I think, so coming, you're talking about it coming straight out of, like you graduate here in May, so you're talking about like how would you decide, you know, okay, I yeah, think. Yeah, like I'm coming out of school here in May and I just gotta, I gotta decide, I mean, yeah. what is the first step? Where do I start? Yep, so I think, I think it comes down to where, where do you wanna be? What do you, who, what kind of clientele do you wanna work with? Um, and then also, I think Rob spoke on this, John did a little bit, self-betterment, um, assessing your weaknesses and strengths Right, because if you're going to spend the time and money and energy in something, um, you might as well utilize it to your advantage and work on a weakness. Um, not saying, I mean, it's always good to strengthen your strengths or whatever, too. But uh, so, yeah, I think it's going to vary on an individual basis, Alex. I think first, though, I mean, assess your weaknesses. I mean, maybe, maybe for you, it's, you know, talking to us before you leave here, like, hey, what do you guys think should work on? I'm sure we're going to go over all that stuff with you. Um, because yeah, then and then when you find out what kind of clientele you're working with, then you know okay, more strength and conditioning related stuff. Maybe you're going into geriatrics, so like CSCS isn't going to do much for you, you know, to a certain extent it won't. So does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So I think when I first graduated school and even starting in school a little bit, I took every single course I had interest in, so I could try to figure out where I wanted to go. Um, I don't recommend that for anyone because there's a lot of courses I just couldn't extrapolate the information because I didn't give myself time to um, figure it out. Um, I might even say at this point, go skills. Like get a couple skills under your belt, whether it's manips or needling or you know other manual techniques. Start to get those skills under your belt while you're reading and researching certain philosophies, um, whether it's PRI or FMS or um, FRC or any of that kind of stuff like start to maybe just get some skills under your belt that you can continue to practice and apply quickly while you're reading and figuring out hey this philosophy is pretty cool maybe I'll take a course in this and then take a course in this philosophy as I gain some more skills um, and then you can kind of see where they all mesh and mold and, and build your own practice right because that's the goal like all of us treat a little bit differently but we have like similar philosophical backgrounds um, and then all of us have a little bit different manual skills that make us unique um, you know so so looking back um, I, I definitely would not recommend taking every single thing to figure out where you want to go um, but seek out the guidance of the clinicians um, and maybe you know very quickly you can take a manual course and get a couple manips under your belt that you can practice on a daily basis as you continue to read and figure out what philosophy and theory-based courses you might want to take. Awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. Cool. So that about wraps it up for Training Room Talk today. Hopefully this helped you out on figuring out how to take a Con Ed course and how to figure out what you want to do. Um, as always, if you guys like what we're putting out, please rate us five stars and leave any comments. 
Um, please also feel free to leave topics that you want us to discuss. Um, email them to myself, John Herding, at J-H-E-R-T-I-N-G at thetrainingroompt.com, and we'll be sure to address those topics for you. Until next time, guys, thanks.